Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life, from the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching programme, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement programme and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. The kettle's boiled, Vic. Great. Perfect timing. Just a dash of milk for me, please, mate. Here you go. Shall we get started then? Have you ever woken up on a Sunday morning and said, I'm never drinking again, and then found yourself waving 50 bucks at a barman by happy hour? Are you wondering why everyone else can stop at one, while you head to a dodgy after-party with a weird bloke called Disco Dave? If so, it might be time to take a deeper look at your relationship with your reliable social crutch, alcohol. On each episode, we'll investigate our own dysfunctional dealings with booze and find out if it's possible to stop this deeply ingrained habit before things get too messy. Yep, we're going to open up a shame shed of humiliating drinking stories to help you understand why waking up from a booze coma each weekend with a kebab sticking out of your top pocket might actually be negatively impacting your health. Hamish and I are here to delve into what it's like being sober, an unwanted warts and all look into why giving up those cheeky pints or putting down those mummy wines will make you feel happier, help your anxiety and mental health and turn you into the most sparkly authentic version of you. Won't that mean I become boring, though, Vic? Well, Hamish, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Hamish Adams-Cairns. And this is Sober Awkward. We are in the studio, aren't we, Hamish? This is our first time in the studio for (laughs) over a year. It's weird, actually, sitting opposite you rather than us sitting shoulder to shoulder in Freddie's bedroom. This is the first time I've seen the left side of your face in over a year. What do you think? It's better than the right. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> yes, we are in Kawana Library, yeah. which has a podcast studio, which we did not know about. No. So this episode might sound professional. There will be guaranteed no aeroplane coming overhead. I'm going to miss the dog barking and the aeroplanes going over, mm. I think. Well, we could always go back and do episodes there. Yes. It doesn't have to be forever. Yeah, we can go back for old times' sake, can't we? I feel like we have to get dressed up now because we're in public. Oh, yeah, I know. I put a funny shirt on. You could have dressed up a bit. I haven't dressed up is my issue. Yeah, because we're on film now. Hello. Yeah. Hello, world. Which I'm not sure how I feel about that, Hamish, the world seeing our faces. I know. Because we... before this, they mm. could just imagine that we're beautiful and now they yeah. know that we're not. Yeah. We, as we say, we have good faces for radios or... Good faces for podcasts, yeah. don't we, Hamish? Mm. People probably expect something a bit more glamorous. I'm sorry to disappoint you. This is the face of middle age. That's it. That's the that's <laughs> the voice and face of three kids. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. 
So, today's episode, Vic, yeah. well, I want to start off on a kickstart. I, I, I don't like you looking at me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that maybe eye contact was nice. It's a lot. Okay, it's too much. Well, we can make I'll eye contact. I'll look past you. <laughs> just, just, just pretend there's a little bird, a little bird on my shoulder. It's a bit much, the eye Is contact. It? Yeah, it's okay. making me uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'll try and not look at you. When were you last really bored, Vic? I'm pretty bored now, quite honestly. Oh. Yeah. Offence taken. Um, I'm also bored when I watch cop dramas, which my husband likes to do quite a lot. When someone talks about adult things like mortgages and tax. Yeah. When my husband gets excited about pool chemicals. Oh, yeah. I've actually spoken about pool chemicals recently. He oh. is quite excited about it. Oh, my God. He's so excited about pool chemicals. I need someone like that in my life. People do. I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Watching my children do puppet shows. Yeah. Painfully boring. I try to be excited, but mm. all it is, hello, my name is da 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 da. Oh, what's your name? Shall we go to the shop? Okay, what's your name? Yeah. It goes on and on and on. There's no story. It's just this most miserable thing, Amy. How early is too early to butt in and be like, should we do something else? I can do two minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm clapping. Yeah, yeah. Well done, well done. Everyone take a bow. Everyone yeah. take a bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like hoovering, obviously, I find that boring. Parents' meetings at the school, I find them boring. Politicians, conspiracy theories, Craig David songs, the, the Kardashians, long drives, birds with no colour. Like, what's the point of being a bird and being a crow? I mean, You've thought about this quite a lot. Yes, I have. These are the things that really affect my life. Because you may as well be a parrot. If you're going to be a bird, you've got to be a parrot, haven't you? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> what about also the thought of filling in forms, queuing at the post office, sex, anything else? Oh, that is a lot of information. <laughs> but you're bored most of the day. Yep. Including doing the podcast, which is the thing that you enjoy no, doing. No, actually, I do enjoy doing the podcast, <laughs> as long as you're not staring okay, me in yeah, the okay, eye. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, are you bored right now as no, well? No, I'm oh, not. I'm excited okay. by the bright lights. This is why I need therapy and you don't. That's it. Yeah. No, but I, I do want to share, I'm generally not bored, but I will share, my son's too young to do puppet shows, so that's mm. still to come. I do want to share probably the most boring moment of my life, which is recently. Oh. Um, I, I will leave the person unnamed. Is it me? No. Okay. <laughs> but we went out for lunch with someone, and holy shit, some of the conversations that they brought up, see, I've left them genderless. I, One, I think the, I know who it is. You do I'm, know. You I'm know, not, I know, know, yeah, okay, I'm not going to say. exactly who it was. Yeah. Some of the type, some of the topics they wanted to cover, how nice the tap water is in this state. Mm. Um, and also the generic, like, oh, it, it's just a really nice temperature here this time of year. I can deal with that as a British yeah. person. Yeah, I'm built to deal with that. Yeah. But, oh, God. And, and then, you know, they would, they would say things like, have you tried the ice cream from Aldi? Said, no, mm. I haven't. What's mm. it like? They said, I haven't tried it either. It reminds me of this girl that I met when I was travelling who would come into the room and she'd say, oh, I nearly bumped my tour last night, but I didn't. Yeah. You're like, oh. Well, so It's nearly a story. It's nearly a story. Oh, I nearly went to that nightclub last night, but I didn't go in the end. Yeah. She was northern. That's my impression of a northern right. accent, yeah. It's painful. It's, I was... You know when you want to leave a meal mm. and then dunk your head underwater and scream? Oh, yes. That's where I was at. That is where I was at. And, you, and also in that kind of interaction, I find myself overcompensating by, like, just giving oh, ideas, sorry. topics of conversation, yeah. stories, humour, yeah. and you get nothing back, and I come back exhausted. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Just trying to bring the personality out of them, yeah. desperately trying to draw something from That's them. It. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, trying to break... I'm like Andy Dufresne. Yeah. I'm trying to break through a wall <laughs> with a little toothpick, yeah. but it takes me years... And then I don't get a lot back. I think you and I need to accept that sometimes we're not going to gel with everybody and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But this person might be in my life for a long time. It wasn't Liz. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't Liz. It's his wife. I didn't marry them. But yeah, it's, it's concern that if yeah. you meet that person in the street, yeah, oh, cool, I'll never see you again. Yeah. But some people are in your life. Yes, for a long time. I feel like that about putting my head underwater when I listen to your favourite R&B artist. Yeah. Why, why are you bringing it up again? I let the first one slide. Well, just because it reminded me when you said about putting your head underwater, I was like, oh, yeah, that's how I feel when I hear Craig David. You might not like his music, mm. but he's not boring. 
And okay. he is like a he talks in quotations. You know, when people just talk in bumper stickers. Okay. I love it. It's you cheesy. and I do that a it's, bit though. It's a bit too much. No, we don't. We said the C word last week. Exactly. <laughs> it's never been on a bumper sticker. Except for see you in the NT. Oh, see you in the NT. Northern Classic. Territory, yes. if you're not from Australia. See big sticker that. Yeah, it's a good one. Anyway. Anyway, enough about our boring it, yeah. our boring lives. Mm. In fact though, Hamish, I think what you're gonna tell me is that this topic might be to do with this. Yes. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about boredom. Boredom okay. is one of the biggest subjects within the sobriety world, and for good reason. Firstly, the fear of being perceived as boring is enough to keep many of us from even trying to go sober. And secondly, so many people do manage to go sober, but then overriding feelings of boredom and staying in drive them back to the boot bus. Oh, God, I hear that all the time. Mm. We've made it one of our missions on this podcast to prove that sober doesn't mean boring. In fact, we're so passionate about this subject, we're going to commit an entire episode to it in the hope that it might help you too wherever you are in your sobriety journey journey Hamish the journey to start off we're going to really break down what boredom is before sharing our personal experiences of how we perceived sober folks before and after becoming them before leaving you with a few words of wisdom so boring what is it according to the Oxford dictionary boring means to pierce or perforate what go on to make a hole in or through in modern use, especially to pierce by means of a rotary movement. Yeah, that's boring. Oh, boring a hole hey, in something. See what I've done there? That's I what was like, what the fuck? We're going to do a whole episode on it, on how to pierce or perforate boring something. Boring a hole. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be boring is to be wary by tedious conversation or simply by the failure to be interesting. Oh. So let's take things right back to before we were sober, Vic. How did you perceive, I know your answer to this, how did you perceive sober people? Did you think they were boring? What do you think I'm going to answer here? Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> so I've got a list of things here. The first one is the worst people in the world. That's what you thought. Yeah, sober people. Nazis are bad, Yeah. but sober people. <laughs> yeah, the worst people in the world. Wow. Secondly, evil do-gooders. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, party poopers, the enemy. What's wrong with you? Because that's what I just thought. I just thought, my God, if you don't drink, what the bloody hell is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You must be the weirdest person in the whole world, as I said. I thought people were probably religious or something. I was like, well, if you don't drink, there must be a really strong reason. You're either allergic to it, you're religious, or you're weird. They were really the only three <laughs> options in my head. Um, I hated all of them. I didn't want them anywhere near me. As I often say on this podcast, I didn't want anyone near me that could remember my behaviour, sure. especially if I couldn't. I literally would turn my nose up if somebody said they weren't having a shot of tequila with me. I would sort of expel them. I'd probably, probably even physically expel them from where I was yeah. by shoving them away and just going, I cannot handle you and your boring sober ways. Leave me alone. Yeah, what about you? Was that, is that a bit much? It's a lot. It's it a, is lot. a lot. Isn't you've it? Turned, you, you turned hard on this subject. Yes. I would say that I definitely thought they were boring. I thought they were too sensible, mm. I think. And I guess boring and sensible are sort of connected, aren't they? They're like, they're like yes. cousins. I thought they were maybe too concerned about making a tit out themselves. Yeah. And I thought, well, drinking is reckless and fun and silly. So why wouldn't you want to do it all? Yeah. That is fun. Yes, if that's what we that, thought that was fun. That is what boring is. Yeah. And particularly if all your friends are doing it, well, join the party. That mm. was my mindset. So I guess it was more worried that they were over-worried. Mm. Like, who gives a shit? That was my approach to sober people. One of my biggest regrets, Hamish, was how I treated sober people. I'm sure we're going to get into mm. this a little bit. But I had such disdain for them that I would actually be quite rude to them. If they came near me in a pub or something, I'd be like, there'd be a bloke at the end of the bar having an orangina or something. And I'd be like, mate, what are you doing? Have a drink. And if they said no, I'd be like, well, why? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I just couldn't comprehend why somebody that was near me in a pub mm. wouldn't be drinking. It was just beyond my brain. Imagine if someone said that to you now. God. Why? Why won't you drink with me? Why? God, Hell. I know. Leave I me am, alone. I'm a hypocrite, aren't I? Yeah. Terrible hypocrite. Yeah. That's why I regret it is because I realise I was an awful person and I treated people in a terrible way. Mm. And I'm sorry if I ever did that to you. The truth is, this perception of sober people didn't change for us as we decided to go sober. That's right. We didn't think those people are actually awesome. We want to be like them. 
I gave up because I had to for my mental health and I dragged Hamish along with me a few years later. How worried were you about being perceived as boring when you gave up, Vic? Was that, like, one of your first thoughts? Of course, yeah. I mean, that's why I didn't tell anyone for 18 months. Mm. I couldn't bear the thought of being one of the people that I hated. Yeah. I was morphing into the enemy. Mm. Yeah. I was crossing enemy territory, Hamish, and turning into the, the thing I hated more than anything in the world. I was scared of being rejected, probably by the people I'd been horrible to in the past. I'm always scared of being rejected, quite yeah, honestly. Changed. <laughs> yeah, that's changed. Because I acted like this beer bully in my past, I felt like I couldn't tell anyone because they were going to treat me in the same way, which I probably deserved. Um, my tendency to hate something, which I always do, is to hate something that I don't understand. Mm. I realise now that it's a very, very primitive way of thinking, but it took me a while to understand what I was doing and be vocal about it because my mindset was that, well, I am boring now. I've given up drinking and I've become who I hate. You don't understand, Craig David. Uh. That's what I'm hearing here. You don't understand him. Like, I'll read you his mm. lyrics like a book. You okay. can really unpack what he's, un what he's, what he's discussing. Uh, I don't think so. I think that is not going to happen, Hamish. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do not want to sit with you while you read testaments of... Craig, is that one of his albums? Testament, it, it probably would is, be. isn't it? It would be, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really embarrassed about it now. You know, like I was so worried about being perceived as boring that it completely took over my mind and it actually took over my sobriety early on, which was shit. And I don't want anyone else to do that because I wasted so much time being isolated because I was so scared of what people thought of me. I was so scared of being boring that I didn't actually tell anyone that I'd given up alcohol. That attitude seems very rudimentary to me now, actually really ignorant and kind of, you know, narrow-minded. I was also worried that my, more than anyone else, I didn't really worry about people I didn't know that well finding me boring, but I did worry about my family because mm. they're all big drinkers, apart from my sister Louise and my other sister-in-law Claire now, but that's since this happened, that's since I got sober. I thought perhaps they'd never speak to me again. I mean, that sounds quite tragic, but actually that was my fear. I really thought my parents were going to think, oh, my God, they might still think that now, but they would never tell me because it's basically by saying that they're saying everything you do is shit. Yes. But it's very difficult when you are going sober and everyone around you drinks. And that is often why people don't do it and why people, if they do, they don't tell anyone. And then, you're, as you say, your sobriety is going to be really, really lonely because then you've got no one to support you. So eventually I did have to tell my parents and in fact they surprised me by being super supportive and most of the people around me did too. They probably do still think I'm a bit boring at a party but I can cope with that. I still manage to do fancy dress, I still manage to dance. The only difference is I probably leave at half past eight was they're up doing karaoke till 4am. I think that's the only difference. So what you're saying is you're okay with your parents thinking you're boring as long as they don't tell you. I'm OK with anyone thinking what the hell they like about me as long as they never, ever tell me. There we go. Yeah. So was that something you were worried about? I actually wasn't. Okay. So there's plenty of things in my life that I feel unsure of myself or insecure about, but I know with total confidence that I am not boring. OK, great. That is one thing I'm really strong on. I know I'm not boring. I'm not the most boring person uh, in the room. Newsflash. <laughs> Until today. Uh, Hamish, unfortunately, uh, there's been some rumours going around that you might be a little bit boring. I'm not the most boring person in this room. <laughs> that I'm confident of. Every single yeah, podcast true. recording. My alcohol intake does not affect my perception of whether or not I'm boring. So I'm pretty confident of that. Obviously, I know that people think sober people are boring. So I was aware that that existed as a yes. thought process. Yeah. But I was confident that I could prove the rule wrong. Mm-hmm. But now you find yourself in a dif different position than you've ever been in before, mm. whereas you are like an advocate for boring. <laughs> I'm an advocate for not... Yes, I'm the face of boring, yeah. <laughs> but of not of the opposite of boring. So you are the advocate of embracing boring. No, I am the advocate of proving that sober isn't boring. So I'm the face of sobriety is boring, but I'm proving the fact wrong. OK, I like that. It's yeah. confusing. Yeah, so now you find yourself inside this kind of sobriety scene. You're a bit like an undercover cop. 
Have you found sober people boring yet? No, not no. at all, okay. actually. That's Although good. you do love your jasmine, and I last week admitted that I really had a wonderful day gardening. But no, I think look at the sober people in the world. Okay. Okay. Is anyone claiming that Fat Boy Slim is boring? No. Or Elton John is dull? Or Tom Hardy wouldn't be fun to hang out with for a day? Tom Hardy would be very, very fun to hang yes. out with. Yes, for, for a night, I'd prefer mm, to hang out I with him. I thought you would say yeah. that. So, <laughs> but no, obviously, like, those, I'm rubbing my legs. <laughs> <laughs> those are obviously like, just the famous people, but like ex-drinkers like yourself yeah. are ex-party people. Yes. Very comfortable being the centre of attention at a party and bringing the fun and having good, good stories. I would say we're not boring. You don't just become boring the day you stop drinking, having had a wild life before then. That is so true. And actually, I do a lot more with my life than people that I know they're heavy drinkers. Yes. Yeah. Um, we will get into that. I've yeah. got a whole bit on that. Yeah, because actually, it's it's false. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here to, to deliver this message today, aren't we? That sober is not boring, it's actually cool. Is that going to be the message or is it going that's, to be just that we're boring? No, I'm trying to get the first point okay, across. Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so those are just some famous people. Just within our community, we have met so many sober people who are far from boring. Ex-drinkers, for the most part, have some stories to tell. I know I do, Haim. Some crazy, some wildly embarrassing, but none of them dull. We were the life and soul of the party for years. Making the decision to not drink anymore doesn't take anything away from me. You might find that you are less of an extrovert than you perhaps were, or maybe you're exactly the same. Either way, being able to be yourself in every situation is a relief and a confidence-boosting learning curve. Our lives have both changed for the better since going sober. Would you rather spend your days and nights in bars and hung over on your couch or getting out into the world and exploring? I wrote a book, for fuck's sake, Hamish, in my sobriety. I could never have done that whilst I was drinking. It's like a dream come true for me. One of the great gifts that sobriety gives you is the gift of time. Time that you normally spent thinking about booze, drinking booze or recovering from its effects. It's incredible the hobbies you can pick up when you get this time back. Vic picked up writing, I'm now learning to be a breathwork instructor, I've learned to surf, I eat out more than I could when I was drinking because I can never afford it, and I'm more present and available for my friends and family. Just hearing you say that, I reckon some people might think all those things are boring. That, uh, yeah, I think that's what we're trying to break through here. Learning to surf? Yeah, I think that some people who are really sat-at-home party right. people, who love going out at the weekends, love going on wine tours, love, you know, Oktoberfest and all these boozy things, mm. they would think that those things that you have just said are actually boring. Okay, yeah. Because you like, oh, what you got to learn to surf for? You can be down the pub with your mates having a laugh. Yeah. So I think we're trying to sound like we're not boring, but for some people we're still going to sound like we are. Our goalposts have changed. Our goalposts have changed because we are fighting the facts that some people will never, ever do this Mm -hmm. because of this reputation. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really, really hard. People always ask us, what do you do now you're sober? And the answer is everything. That's what we always say. Depending how serious your drinking was, it might take a little time to reach that point, But today, I am able to go to pubs, nightclubs, gigs, festivals. I'm able to be surrounded by alcohol without it pissing me off too much. I like that we're saying too much there because if I'm out on a night, like, for example, sometimes I go out and just think, oh, I'm just going to have a lovely dinner. And where I'm sitting in a restaurant, Mm. the walls are lined with bottles of various drinks. So there are times where I get that unexpected alcohol when I'm out and I'm just thinking, oh, this is lovely. And then I I look around and there's a waiter, like suddenly arrives with a bottle of something saying, oh, we've got a free glass of free champagne tonight. Like those sort of things can send me off a little bit. But yeah, most of the time it doesn't piss me off. Partying is what we considered fun when we were drinkers. And we still party. Sure, maybe not as much. We're both parents and live in a quiet beachy town in Queensland, but we do love a night out. Yeah, even if it is only once a month, hey, home. It's important to shift your mindset around boredom. Choosing your days overnights is not boring. It's just different. And that was something I chose to do in my early sobriety. Yes, so yep. I've got a story here. Yes. For you. So I had a mate staying at mine a few weeks ago who woke up hungover, okay? He crawled into my bed and he fell asleep for another three hours. Whilst I got sunny up, I tidied the house, I cooked his breakfast, I did some writing and I watched some telly. Boring. Who was the boring one? <laughs> Fuck <it. laughs> 
So you still have the drinker's mindset. I do. Yeah, it takes you years to, you know, it's that neuroplasticity, Hamish. My brain is wired like a drinker's brain still. Okay. So I'm just trying to take the other side here. You're being devil's advocate. I'm being devil's advocate. Anyone's listening with those things that you've just listed, looking after the baby, cleaning Mm. the house, all of those things, they go, fucking hell, that sounds boring. I'd rather be passed out after having a good night the night before and be hung over. But the night before... We'd both been at the pub together in the same conversations, having the same amount of fun. We left the pub at the same okay. time. The only difference was we were drinking different drinks. Okay, that's so interesting. So we went to bed at the same time, yeah. we had the same experience, the same whole evening. Yeah. But the next morning, he slept all morning, and I got loads of shit done and hung out and made breakfast, clean the house, to do all the stuff I needed to do. So he was giving credit, which we've talked about before with Lee Mack. He was giving the credit for his night out being fun to the booze, and you're giving your credit for the night out. For being about being sober and being experienced and being mm. there with your mate. So it just shows you, you can go out and have exactly the same experience as you would. This is a revelation for some people, mm. this. People don't realise that you can just go out and not drink. Yeah. <laughs> and and have a, someone has a beer and you have an alcohol-free beer or whatever you choose to drink. People don't realise that you're actually going to have the same experience and probably a better one because you're not going to be hung over the next day. Particularly that kind of night. So that night was we met a mate at the pub and we had a few drinks, we had dinner and we came home. So that experience, whether you're drinking or not, can be almost identical. Yeah. And that is, for most people, a nine out of ten of your nights out are that, right? Yeah. It's only one in ten probably now in our 30s and 40s when you go absolutely raging and have an all-nighter and do loads of drugs during yeah. a festival. That yeah. doesn't happen that often. No. That night is different for someone who's boozing and someone who's not, for yeah. sure. But yeah. the run-of-the-mill night, a few drinks at the pub and dinner, is exactly the same experience. Hold up. 
get the kids a taxi home. I'm out for the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd then be sort of dancing at some weird nightclub till 3am. That was why I was a problem drinker, I guess. Now, we can't sit here and say that our lives are never boring now that we are sober. I mean, I do love a quiet house and a crossword. Yeah, and I do get way too excited about prepping all my meals for the week ahead. I did that yesterday, actually. Such oh, a buzz. God, yeah. Just see my fridge. Yeah. I've got pie. I've got... I can't, this is bad for this episode. Yeah. I've got a big, slow-cooked mince. Okay. I'm set for the week, and I am 10 out of 10 excited about it. It's so sad. You're not selling it, mate. I'm not selling, not it. selling it. I have it, to be honest. You've got to be honest. But we had periods of our lives when we were drinkers that were bloody boring too. Trust me, I named them in my book, A Thousand Wasted Sundays. It's called that for a reason. I wasted so much time. You will probably stay in a little more, drink considerably more tea and backdoor a lot of parties before 10pm, but that is all fine. Yeah, you might feel a little bit more awkward or self-conscious and be scared that your sobriety will affect your sex life, particularly if you're single, and those are valid too. We often say the least interesting thing about going sober is giving up alcohol. I choose this drink when everyone else chooses that one. That's all there is to it. Yeah, makes it simple, doesn't it, Hayne? But filling your life with other hobbies and interests or doing work on yourself to explore why you do overdrink in the first place is where things get really interesting. And the best thing about it is that sobriety gets better with each passing day, each passing hour even. Your confidence grows, you better understand your boundaries or what you enjoy and don't, and you can fine-tune your experiences to play to your strengths. For example, I hate trance music. I could tolerate it when I was off my nuts, but I just can't stand it. Mm. I don't go to trance gigs anymore as a sober person. I quite like trance music. I know you do. I, I can't really deal like with it. techno. I don't really like it. Te- I don't like techno. Gabba House. Don't like, like it. Yeah. No. I used to pretend to for years. Drum and bass, I love. Drum and bass. Drum and bass, I love. I love but bass, I would yeah. pretend to enjoy techno or trance nights out. Yeah. I was like, you have to be on drugs for this to be good. Yeah. You have to be drunk. There's yeah. no way this is. I'm not listening to this dropping the kids off at school at 8am sober. (laughs) And I'm glad that I don't have it in my life anymore. Really? No. I'm going to bring it back. Drum and bass is having a bit of a comeback, isn't it? Drum and bass I do love. Yes. That I could, yeah. I'm not dropping the kids to school with drum and bass, but I could run or get (laughs) fired up for work listening to drum and bass. If I put drum and bass on, I put a bit of Goldie on or something like that. Yeah, My kids get really embarrassed. Like it's the most awful thing that I'm sort of, they're kind of hopping up and down in the kitchen when I'm cooking spaghetti. Do they? They, they think it's really weird and embarrassing that I shouldn't be doing it. I was like, this isn't your era of music. This yeah. is my era. This is what we did in the 90s. They just find it. It's like when I kiss John in front of them. It's like the most humili- yeah. humiliating thing they could ever see. I like it. Alexa, yeah. turn off Moana. Turn on So Solid Crew. Yeah. I am naked, though, of course. That's when I'm it. doing yeah. the drum bass. You've got rave paint on. Yeah. yeah. And drunk. And drunk, <laughs> yeah. Wasted. <laughs> I'm not drunk anymore, Hamish. I am a cycle breaker, remember? (laughs) It is important that we take a moment here to shine a light on the dangers of locking yourself into your own home to avoid the potential dangers of relapse. Although we're encouraging you to go out, to do everything you used to do when you drank, that can take time. Really, what it's all about is finding the right balance. If you don't feel secure enough in your sobriety to head to a pub or club, just don't do it yet. Don't go to those places. And at the same time, be kind to yourself. If that takes a month, three months or even a year of living a quiet life, don't beat yourself up about it. You might get bored, sure, but remember, this is a long-term game. Don't fall into the trap of thinking my life is boring now, it wasn't then, so I might as well drink again. Can I just pause there, Mm. Hamish? That is one of the massive emails we get on relapse when people are on cuppa, aren't they? They're, They're messaging us to say... I feel like an old granny now. Mm-hmm. I am boring. I don't know what to do with myself. Because your brain is wired to think pub, fun, mm. nightclub, fun, boozing with my mates, fun. And that's what we're saying. You've got to rewire that into something else and choose for a while not going to those establishments. Yeah. And I know that's going to be hard for some people because their entire friendship groups might be you know, a- around those establishments based upon them. So it's hard to step out of the kind of chaos for a while. But in early sobriety, I would say you need to step off the the crazy train and just have a little bit of peace while you get yourself together and while you while you learn what sobriety actually is. That is why I think this is the biggest topic in sobriety. Same. It's why we don't go sober and it's why we struggle to stay sober. Like it 
both sides of the coin are affected by this perception of what boring is. Yeah. One of the most important tips I was given with regard to boredom during the early days of my sobriety was to be content with feeling somewhere in between a 5 and an 8 out of 10 most of the time. You aren't going to get those drastic days when you feel a 1 and you might miss out on those fleeting moments when you're a 10 and drunk at a gig or whatever. But just being satisfied with mm. feeling somewhere between 5 out, five and an 8 mm. was like a really good reminder of, oh, it's, it's okay to feel like that. Yeah. I don't have to use alcohol to create an emotion in me i can just yeah. feel the way that i'm feeling on any given day i guess you have to go through some sort of grieving process don't you mm. like for me i always had the story on a sunday my drinking was extreme which led to adventure really yeah. my night wouldn't you know it would go on i'd go out at 7 p.m the nightclub would close and then i'd be wandering around the streets and something weird would happen to me and i always had a story so i left that person in my past mm. which was very difficult for me and very difficult for my mates because i wasn't i just wasn't that person with the stories anymore yeah. and that is like a grieving process i think you have to go through the seven stages of grief when you say goodbye to the drinker mm. because you are not that chaotic person anymore. We talk about that wiggly line a lot, which is exactly what you were saying. You know, when I was a drinker, I was up and down and up and down and high and low. And sobriety and accepting and, and embracing the boring is about living on that content line mm. and just always being happier, not being euphoric and not being depressed, but generally feeling happier. I think and that's better. That's a better way of saying it. Because it is better, if, but, if yeah. either of us said, would you rather feel 5 out of 10 all the time or 1 out of 10 and 10 out of 10, most people would know 5 out of 10 all the time sounds boring. Yeah. But if you're saying you're generally happier all the time, yeah, I'll take generally happier. Yeah. But I think some people find it hard to say goodbye to their entire identity. Yeah. Because that's what it's doing. They're saying, right, now I don't go out to these places anymore. I don't have these crazy stories. I don't act like a complete lunatic on a night out. What's left? Mm. But that is, I'm going to say it, Hamish, that is the journey. Sobriety isn't about giving up drinking. It's about finding out who you are and what you're made of. And that's going to be important in this topic of boring because you are not boring and you are worthy. And all of these cheesy quotes that we all always come up with in this podcast, it's actually about finding out who you were before alcohol and finding out who you are without it. Mm. It is a fascinating journey, say an, Amer say an American accent please, which is actually going to be the best and most interesting thing you ever do and it will be the most unboring thing. Unboring. You unboring. Un I'm unravelling it. So should we leave them with some top titties, Vic? Oh yes, I love a few top tits. Yes, you can do the first one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely in there. Redefine boring to yourself. Yes. Yes. I think it's important because we, when we talk about boring, who is it that you're worried about calling you boring? Are you calling yourself boring, in which case you need to redefine what boring is, mm. or are you worried that other people are calling you boring? Yes. And maybe you need to address why that matters. I think in early sobriety, you care what people think, and I think as it go on, goes on, you have boundaries and you start to not care what people think, and yeah. that is a massive step forward in you as a person, if that makes sense. Sure. As you in... A people as person. As in you people and that. As in a people moving in the way forward. Fascinating. <laughs> I learned so much from hanging out with you. Uh, the second point I wanted to make was use your time efficiently. <laughs> as I said, you get all this time back where you go sober, so fill it with new experiences. Yes. No one is claiming that new experiences are boring. Yes. Oh, it depends what they are, though. No, even gardening, like I discovered this weekend. Uh, anything. <laughs> so basically what you're saying, nothing is boring. What would you say is boring, then? Doing nothing is boring. Being asleep for three hours the morning after going to the pub yes. is boring. Yeah. Anything else, like be passionate about collecting stamps. Yes, okay. If you're passionate about it and you love it, it's not boring is what I would say. I reckon if you're passionate about drinking, which a lot of people are, it probably means you do have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing days overnights, that was a massive one. I'll share an article I wrote about that in the show notes because that changed everything for me. I decided to choose the days with my family, enjoy the days, fill them up, do all the things that gave me joy, and then at night just be cosy at home, have my dinner, watch TV and relax. That sounded boring to me, but once I'd done stuff in the morning, I felt like my cup was full mm. and I didn't have any more socialising to do or I didn't have to prove anything. And by the end of the day, I was so tired if I'd filled my day, I felt like I was satisfied. Yeah. yeah. 
Remember that the day you go sober could be the last day that you ever have a hangover. Just remember that. Remind yourself during the days when you're worried about being boring. And remember how boring hangovers are 99.9% of the time. So boring. They're even more than boring, though, aren't they? They're like extreme. Oh, yeah, mental health. I'm mental throwing health. up. And yeah, anxiety. Yeah, sure, and yeah. sure. They're the worst, but, yeah, boring is one thing. I mean, repeating yourself in the pub all night, which is what I used to do all the time, that's boring. Falling that's over. that's boring for other people, isn't it? Yeah, it's boring for other people <laughs> as well. It's all right for you. Yeah, it's boring for my mates, who I repeated <laughs> yeah. the same story to. Falling over, queuing up at a taxi rank is boring. Like, all the things I used to do drunk, I realise now... I did all the time. It was repetitive behaviour. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was boring. The drinking was boring. I think one thing you have to do is just carry on living your life. Going sober doesn't mean that you become a hermit. It actually just means you do other stuff. Absolutely. The longer you are sober, the more you will reap the rewards of better connections, better sex, apparently. Mm. I wouldn't know. <laughs> New discoveries about yourself, better sleep, more focus, and often improvements in people's careers. That seems to happen a lot. Yes. A lot of people write to us and go, I'm sober now and I've just... Yes written a book or I got promoted or my income's increased. Crazy how quickly that seems to happen. Yeah, one of our couple members, Liam, this week, he's had just become two years sober. Hello, Liam. And he wrote that he got promotion this week as well. So everything changes when you're sober. That is not boring. Your life progressing in a positive way is not boring, is it? No. So spend the money you use to piss away on booze on something more exciting. I mean... I would like to say that I have some sort of savings account, Hamish, where Mm. everything that I hadn't spent on booze, I've saved for something else. I don't know where that money's gone. What's your app say now? It's something like like a a million pounds or something I've saved from not drinking. I don't have that million pounds in my bank, unfortunately. I've just pissed it up the wall on posh fizzy water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nothing boring about posh fizzy water. Uh, Are you trying to get a sponsor out of a posh fizzy water? Yeah, so Feel I'm free very to much name them. Feel I love free. posh posh fizzy water. Schweppes. Yeah. Um, Quick. What the other ones? What else do we need? Perrier. Perrier. Yes. Um, San Pellegrino. Oh, that's my favourite. Uh, Fever Tree. Oh, Fever Tree. If you guys gosh. are listening, feel free to reach out. Big and Hamish at Sobor. <laughs> Finding out about yourself. We haven't really listed that there. Mm. It sounds um, sort of self-righteous, doesn't it? Yeah. Working on yourself, all of those kind of woo-woo words. Other things that you hated when you were not drinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't care about yourself when you're a drinker, yeah. okay? So that's the difference between being boring and not boring. When you're a drinker, you don't really care about your health because you're down in booze all the time. I know I didn't. You're abandoning your body whether it's promiscuity mm. or with the alcohol or hiding trauma or all of those things. But you generally you're not caring for this incredible body that you have, which is a shame. So it's not boring to actually start mm. taking care of yourself. And you might have to do a few woo-woo things and step out of your comfort zone and put up boundaries. But learning yourself, even though it sounds self-righteous, is actually what this is going to be all about. And another one that we mentioned on the drive here, we're saying since going sober, we're now passionate about how the brain works like we're educating ourselves on things we're reading listening to which we never would have done before we want to know why the brain's working why we used to drink but more just generally how humans interact how society interacts how marketing works we sort of looked at this whole subject yeah we do a podcast on it but i think anyway you would be sort of opening your eyes to so many things that i never would have learned about before i went sober yeah actually i'm really interested in in my failures Mm -hmm. i know that sounds odd but like I can now pinpoint where I'm going wrong with things. Like if I'm parenting and I'm shouting too much, I'm like, why am I doing that? Mm. I need to address. I would never have thought of any of these things because I I would have just gone to the fridge and got a glass of wine and said, oh, that sorts out my problems. If I'm stressed, I'll have a glass of wine and that will make me feel Mm -hmm. better. So now I don't have that option. I have to find out different ways to feel better and to understand my own behaviours. And that takes thought processes and rewiring of the brain Mm. and educating yourself about it so now and even getting therapy for it so if I make mistakes now I'm like right what does this mean where am I going wrong and how can I find out how to fix this so you become just totally more aware of your mind and your body physicality Mm. health wise everything you just become a more aware of who you are as a person and trying to heal that and grow from it it sounds cheesy as fuck we realize that and we're not trying to be like cheesy guru wanker weirdos we're okay with it although some of the time (laughs) sometimes i don't (laughs) mind a white robe here and there but it's true yeah 
Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, there are some really boring sober people, just as there are some really dull drunk people. <laughs> In our sobrieties, there are a few days when we're fun and there are days when we really aren't. The liquid that we decide to drink should have zero say in that. Totally agree with you, Hamish. I think we're going to end here with a disappointing affirmation. It's my favourite. I feel like we haven't done one in a couple of weeks and I, I miss them. Yeah, I've missed them Go too. On. It's okay to have feelings. Just bottle them up until they explode. You know, like a normal person. Exactly. <laughs> I've added a bit on here, Hame. You'll be pleased to hear that I went to my favourite resource to find some answers to boredom. Okay, what's that? The encyclopedia? No, Viz. Viz? Yeah, Viz magazine. Oh, I don't, yeah, I'm not big in the magazine oh, world. God, you're a bit young for Viz, aren't you? I'm a bit mature for magazines. I oh. thought it was just teenage girls who read them and then did the scratch and sniff. And... It's not Bunty. Yeah, or Beano. Okay, Beano, yeah. yeah. Now you're talking about one that I know about. Okay, so Viz. This is what Viz recommends if, you, if you're bored. I've left a couple in blue so you can read them as well. Oh, I have to claim that I read Viz now. Yeah, you okay. do, yeah. Okay, okay. Instead of drinking booze, go to the pub and bang two pistachio nutshells to give the impression a small horse is approaching. Okay, hang on, I think I like Viz. Yeah. That's very good. That's very funny. Yeah, go okay. on. If you're on your own, try reading a book and tearing out the pages as you read them. This saves the expense of buying a bookmark and the pages can later be used for shopping lists. It's a top tip, Hame. So you could do that if you're bored. Like, there are other options to drinking. subscribe to Viz. Yeah. You could climb onto your neighbour's roof and dangle a fish on a bit of string in front of their window so they think they're underwater. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you could do that. OK. Or place a chocolate button between your wife or girlfriend's bum or boyfriend or husband's wife cheeks while they are asleep. When she wakes up, she'll think that she has followed through. Yeah, so there's yeah. so much, so many things you can do with uh, your time, like pretending to make someone think that they've shit themselves. That's true. When you are sober, you can do more of the pranks rather than fall for many of the pranks. Yeah. And that is a good time for everyone. Are you a bit of a prank household? I would like to say that we are. Mm. I'm into April Fools. Yes. But I got broken up with an April Fools and it ruined April Fools for me. Oh, what did you go? She go, ha ha. I said, hang on, and they went no. And, oh. oh, actually, on the first of April, yeah. you got yeah, dumped. It was and... the night of the first of April into the second. Yeah. And you thought she was joking. I did say, is it? You know, sort of hoping that it was, but it, you know, probably a forty-five minute conversation where it clearly wasn't. Oh, my God, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah. That is awful. Yeah. Hey, it's just an April Fool's. Uh, no, no, it's mate. not. Get out of my house. Oh, we do like a prank in my yeah, house. Yeah, you're a good prank house. Yeah, we're a good prank house, yeah. What have you got? Um, recently, I made a, 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 I burnt a cheese sauce. And Aha, no dinner for you, kids. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was it. No, I burnt a cheese sauce and I cooled it down and I put it in a milkshake um, glass mm. Which I then, when John got home from work, he's always really thirsty. I was like, oh, I've got some leftover banana milkshake in the fridge. And he grabbed the glass out and he really downed it really quickly. Oh, no. Yeah, burnt cheese sauce. <laughs> I was like, ha ha. He was like, oh, retching. Well we do like the old cellophane over the toilet occasionally. You've done that? Yes, done to that. To the a kids? Lot. Yeah, to the kids. <sighs> we have, um, often there is a bucket balanced on top of a door. Yeah. You can't really walk around our house with trusting yeah. that there won't be a bucket That's balanced favorite, on a door. That's my absolute yeah. favourite. And I once sewed up all the arms and legs of their T-shirts and trousers so that when they put their feet in, they couldn't get them out. That's good. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm generally thinking up pranks I most of the time. I did the glass on top of the door at school and my housemaster walked in. Oh, no. Yeah, I got my housemaster a bit. <gasps> and I, you know, I saw it, it was like slow motion, I saw him over the door, no! <laughs> yeah. Did you get a caning for that? That's it, yeah. Trousers yeah. down, yes. caned the hell out of me. Oh, sir. I went to school in the 2010s. It was slightly <laughs> beyond the cane. <laughs> yeah. I actually think he found it quite funny. He was he was good value though. Oh, was he? He was yeah. all right about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I love him. What was his name? Hugh. Oh, Hugh. Oh, was it in those days where he called teachers by the first no, name? No, God no. God no. Jeez. Mr. Codrington. Oh, Mr. Codrington. Yeah. Hello, Codrington. Yeah. Codders. Yeah, oh, Codders. Codders. Well, I've well, left school. Maybe I can get away with the Codders now. Yeah. Oh, we had old Fluffhead was our favourite. Why? Don't know. Just have fluffy hair. Yeah. Yeah, but he was a good teacher. Old Fluffhead. All right. Hello, Fluffhead. There's no way Connors and Fluffhead are listening to this. I think people that are drinking now are thinking, God, is that all they do is play tricks at each other on home? At yes. home, how boring are no, they? No, nothing boring about that. Me and, me and Hamish play tricks on each other whenever we can. <laughs> it's so fun. I promise we're not boring now we're sober. We used to streak. Now we drink cheese sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended. Oh dear, thanks for listening everybody Don't be boring, you're not boring, you're amazing You're doing the best thing you can possibly do For your beautiful body 
If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time to reach out for some support. Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one. Yeah, just head to www.cuppa.community. Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support. Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it and share it with your mates. Do they have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, Hamish. Bloody hell. How do they share it? I don't know, just write it on What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, probably ones with moody, moody what, sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. Yeah. You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 